1967, Roland Barthes wrote La Mort de l'Auteur, The Death of the Author, an essay proclaiming that the opinions of an author on what his text may mean are irrelevant to the interpretation of said text. In 2020, Julian and Magnus Dora decided that the author's abilities are just as irrelevant. This is Kill the Author. Welcome to Kill the Author. This is our 20th episode, which is an anniversary of some sort. It's a it's a twentyversary. It's a twentyversary. We've reached the twentyversary. Twentyversary. We've reached episode eleven. So as we reach the second decimal in our episode count, we reach the eleventh. I don't. I don't know. It's like two ones. Twenty. Is there some sort of collection? I was trying to build some sort of connection. Uh, I'm sure there's a mathematical logic to what there's you are saying. There's probably something. A, a, a funny maths. The funny mathematics, where it's funny what I say. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, anyways. It was funny. Yes, Thanks. yes, good joke. Anyways, we've reached episode 11, the second to last episode. I mentioned last time that there would be a time skip before this episode. And kinda... I, I do have some things about that to say to yeah. say about that later. Because in general, it was less time skip at the beginning of this episode and more multiple smaller time skips throughout the episode. This episode kind of felt like it just kind of skipped around a bit. It's it's very, it's very fast. Yeah, it's a very fast paced episode. Like I have a lot more notes than I usually do. Like there's yeah, a lot I, of shit I going heard on it. in this one. Oh yeah, I'm just generally glad that we're getting back to actual shit like actual shit is happening because like this is a fun podcast and we do it for fun and all of that but this has not been fun for me for a good while (laughs) doing these episodes has not been fun for me since like before the school festival even like we have fun while we record but like doing the notes is work (laughs) yeah and this episode, it felt fun for me again. Like, this episode, I had actual fun making my notes. Because there was shit I could get into. And I did, like, a throwaway line last episode that, like, from what I remember from the finale, a lot of things come back from the earlier episodes that we kind of forgot about probably until now. And I was more correct than I would have thought. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of good shit. Uh, my notes are actually less elaborate than normal, mm. uh, partially because I did them earlier and I am tired. And also, maybe you didn't have as big of a research rabbit hole to go down this no. time. No, <laughs> that's my thing. That's fine. We have my thing this time, okay. which is literary analysis. Oh, shit. Yeah, I found shit to analyze in this shit. episode. This episode had themes again. Is it is it hot in here or is it your literary analysis? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's my bachelor in literature. Uh, Wait, hang on, let me touch it. Right on my wall over there. Ah, yeah. fuck, it's yeah, really it's, hot. It's sizzling. It's glowing. It's sizzling. Yeah, the, like, we talked in earlier episodes, like, th- this feels so long ago. Remember when we did the first few episodes, like, a year ago? Uh, Like, two years ago almost now? Almost two years ago. This feels like very long ago, and it was very long ago. But we established some things in the early episodes that I was gonna carry throughout the rest of the show. Themes that I thought were gonna come back and evolve over the course of school days. 
And they went away for a bit, a lot of the themes. But they're coming back now. I noticed some things. I noticed some things from earlier on that I noticed, that I commented on, and they're back. So, we'll get to that. So, the episode starts at the school. Uh, The first thing we get is uh, the regular old establishing shot. Mm -hmm, Of the school. uh, It's a bit different this time. Yes. Both because, for some reason, the camera is like a weird fish eye thing going Mm -hmm, on. mm -hmm. And also, it's just... Uh, it's darker physically mm-hmm. like uh, the sky is gray there's no there's no direct sunlight uh, all the trees are barren it's winter now uh, we yes. see people wearing scarves as well I also made notes about the weird fish islands mm-hmm. because this is where we introduce our first theme of the oh, episode you found a theme there is a theme of distortion of contrast of things that we are used to being twisted into something else that goes throughout this episode And this establishing shot is one of these examples, and it sets the scene already. We get this shot that we've seen a billion times of the school coming into play, but something's weird about it. It's, it feels strange. It feels unusual. This is something we'll see throughout the episode. Just, you know, put a pin in it, pin it up on the pin wall. Let's continue. Yeah, uh, now we're inside the school now, and Nanami enters the classroom. Yeah, if we remember the last time we saw Nanami at the end of last episode... Mm. It was everyone watching a video of her yeah. having sex with her boyfriend yeah. at the school festival. They watched her non-lawful, non-consensual sex tape. Yes. Uh, as she enters, everyone turns at her. Uh, she looks mm-hmm. super miserable. And then everyone just starts, like, chuckling. Mm-hmm. They start, like, laughing Yeah, chuckling at each other. But, like, they only look at her for a second and then they all look away again and start laughing. So, like, we also see as she goes to her seat in the class... That Hikari is also there, yeah, I think. Yeah, sitting behind her. And she, like, can't look her in the eyes. Mm. Like, this clearly has impacted her relationship with everyone in the school. This whole thing. Uh, like, it's been a while since I've been to school. It's been mm. longer since you've been to school. Yes. But are teenagers just that fucking cruel? <laughs> I mean... Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, like, the history of me. I was held back one year while I was at school. And when I got held back, the class I got into was a lot more friendly to me than the class I left before. Like, I was bullied pretty heavily in the first class I was in. And, like, that class, I can totally see that. I can totally see that. I think it depends on what kind of groups you get at a high school. So uh, I'll give I'll give my patented um, little symbol of realism to school days here. It gets a little realism point from me. Uh, then we see Makoto mm. uh, sitting alone. Sakai is not yeah, there. Yeah, sulking in the corner. Yeah, she's she's sitting there alone. Mm. Sakai is missing. Yes, which you know we've had that established before by Setsuna, that when Sakai feels miserable, she just doesn't come to school. Yeah, like she stays home. Next, we move to Sakai to her house where she's lying in bed. Yeah, and we see that she has received a text from Setsuna. Yes. Uh, that says, and I quote, I wish I could have told you in a better way, but I'm sorry it ended up being an email. I kept thinking I I needed to tell you, but it was just too hard to say. I just ended up emailing you instead. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So, Setsuna left, and she didn't ever actually tell Sakai, I guess. She just wrote an email about it. Yeah. And... That's also something that I noticed in that message that for some reason I never noticed before, although it was right there all along. Maybe we mentioned this in an early episode even, but I don't remember it. Email? (laughs) I thought they were exchanging texts all along. 
But I noticed like every time they get a message on their phone, it says email there. Like message and email and all of that. Were they sending emails via their phones the whole time? Maybe they just call it that. I mean, maybe. That might be just Japanese slang. I don't know. When was this uh, When was this anime made? 2005? It's been a bit. It's been a bit. It was definitely early 2000s. I didn't have a phone for a couple of years yeah. after this. Yeah, and I think, like, I assume that phone culture in Japan was a lot different than it was here. So, Sekai is lying in bed depressed. Mm-hmm. And remember, by the way, Setsuna specifically said to uh, Makoto yeah. that he wants him to look over her because when she gets depressed like this, she just lies around in her bed yeah. all the time. Yeah. Great job, Setsuna. Again, Setsuna was only planning up to the moment where she left. <laughs> and no second further. Then she gave a peace sign and ceased to exist. Yeah. Setsuna stopped existing. So next we're at Makoto's house and Hikari's there they had sex. Yes, uh, let me just say real quick, last episode we called Setsna character assassination. I will call this half of the episode Hikari character assassination. Because, you know, I can't say that Hikari was one of my favorite characters in the anime so far. But like, this episode fucking hates her. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hikari is at Makoto's place. This scene, I have so many notes about this scene. <laughs> I, I wrote, I mostly just it's described baffling. a lot of what was going on. This scene is absolutely baffling. A lot of this episode seemed sort of incomprehensible to yeah. me. The, the, the things that characters did. Yeah. Like, oh god, okay, let's just describe what's happening. Okay. Lots to unpack here. Uh, Hikari explains, she got there because she wanted to get Makoto to comfort, comfort Sakai. Yeah. And in the process, she somehow slept with him. This is sort of an aspect that's just skipped in this episode. Yeah. How did that happen? Like, there was nothing between them so far. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna introduce an idea here. And it's related to one of our earlier discussed themes. Which one? That's the theme that I brought up a couple times with, like, Makoto being a parody of visual novel main characters or, like, of dating sim main characters. This episode feels like he's gotten self-aware of his main character powers. Because he can sleep with anyone now, and he seems to be aware of that. Like, women don't have anything to say against him. They just go along. What is it about Makoto that makes him so attractive to women? I've asked this before. Yeah, we've I will asked not this before. Stop asking this. And my answer is, literally, he's the main character. And that's supposed to be the point. That's that's the assumption I'm putting in the room. It's supposed to be a commentary on visual novel protagonists. I don't know what it's commenting on, uh, like what it's saying, <laughs> but it feels like it's a very direct parallel to that sort of thing. So when mentioning Sakai, uh, Makoto says, why are you bringing that up now? Yeah. Um, and then she says, she knows what she's doing is bad to Sakai. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a moment of silence. And I feel like they put that there intentionally for people to scream. I also <laughs> I also put the note down when Makoto asks why she brings this up. Like, silly Makoto, she brings this information that both of you are already aware of up, so we the audience know it. <laughs> we need to know why you're here. <laughs> are you not aware of this? My, my notes for most of the rest of the scene uh, are what the fuck is wrong with Hikari. <laughs> like... This comes so out of nowhere. Like, this... Hikari wasn't, like, jealous of Sekai at any point earlier. And, like, throughout the episode, she shows up a couple times. 
having like sexual situations with Makoto and she always just seems annoyed by this happening to her. It's like whenever she has sex with Makoto, she stubs her toe on the way to the kitchen. Like it's something, oh, how did that happen again? <laughs> uh, she asks him if he wants to try and see her tomorrow and he like turns away um, and, mm. and she asks him, isn't he worried um, about Sekai at all? She's skipping school. Mm. She might not have many uh, absences left, which I guess yeah, means yeah. if she's missing too much, she gets expelled. Yeah, yeah I also wrote that down. Like that. I assume it works similarly to how it worked at my university, where it's like you can miss class this or that many times, no matter if it's sickness or anything else. Mm. And he just says it's too much trouble. Like, mm. he says that in person. Which is, you know, a callback to last episode, uh, where he kind of said that everything is a pain. Like, everything seems to be too much effort for him at this point. And, like, directly following this, he, like, pulls Hikari by the chin into a kiss, and she just goes along with it. It's like he says, um, it's too much trouble for him to, like, do anything about Sekai feeling yeah. horrible. <laughs> Again, good job, Setsuna. You yeah. were really thinking this one through. <laughs> no, this is what I mean when I say, like, this is the episode where Makoto becomes self-aware of his protagonist's sex powers. Because he, like, he literally just, to stop Hikari from talking, grabs her chin, pulls her into a kiss, and she just goes along. Uh, that's, that's not that's not it. Um, like, she takes his phone in between mm. and uh, looks at looks at it, and he apparently has calls from, like, like every fucking girl yeah. in town. Yeah. More like fucking every girl in town. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Yeah, apparently, this is sort of what Makoto's characterization in this episode is. It's kind of Makoto stripped down to his bare essentials. Like, at the beginning of the show, we had a... We had civilized Makoto. We had a Makoto who was bound by trying to exist in society. Who, like, had basic respect for people to the degree that would be expected from him. Who, like, had his morals basically given to him by the people around him who kept telling him... You're being shitty, Makoto. You're being not. Uh, you're being this or that, Makoto. At this point, we have stripped down to his skeleton core, Makoto, who just wants to have sex, has sex with absolutely everyone without any commitment, and just gets away with it because he's the main, main character. He has lost everything that has kept him from being just a sex monster that I, he is now. I don't know if he. Like, his his behavior has changed, but I, I don't think that he has changed. He hasn't changed. I think that's sort of what it comes down to. Like, every change that was given to him throughout the show has been rejected by him. What we kind of see here is Makoto when nobody holds him accountable anymore. Okay. Uh, now, to, to get back to the question how much time has passed since the last episode ah, here. Yeah. Uh, I went on the wiki mm -hmm. and to just see... Like the plot description of the anime on the wiki, yeah. what it said there. Like the the very at the very least, more than one day must have passed, right? Because we see later on basically what happened the next day after the last episode, so it must be like a, about a week later, I'd assume. Uh, what it says uh, on the wiki, I'm just gonna quote a passage from it. Uh, the next afternoon, the girls' basketball team show up, show their recording of their sexual intercourse in the break room. Mm -hmm. uh, Sakai found out how Makoto cheated on her with Otome. And then the next thing is, devastated, Sakai started to skip school and Hikari started sleeping with Makoto as well. Just like one sentence transition mm. from last episode to this episode. I mean, we don't get much more, right? And it, also, wait, it also says, the following night, Sakai felt nauseous. 
Which is something that happens later. Okay, so that is the following night after the current day. I don't know if it is. It could also be the following night after the last episode. No, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Because, like, Sikai has been gone for a couple of days. We can assume from what Hikari is saying. So, at least a few days? At least a few days. But, like, but we know that she did, like, at least partway go to school the next day because of the scene later on. Um, so it must be more than one day, and we can assume from what Hikari says that she's been missing for, like, a couple days. I assume, like, at most a week later, or maybe about a week later. So, uh, there's one more scene, mm -hmm. and that's back on the roof. Yeah. I mentioned the last episode, the roof didn't show up forever. Yeah. Here it is, um, and it's Kotonoha sitting up there. Yeah. Uh, it's just a shot of her eyes, just dead, mm -hmm. no highlights, nothing yeah. in there. And she's just sitting there alone at night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's at night. <laughs> Is the school closed? No, 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 no. She's part of the whole planning committee thing, I think. I think she has a key. I don't... I I, look, I went back to the first episode. Mm -hmm. It was Sekai who was a member of the uh, of the um, astronomy club, and she had a key. Oh. Does Kotonoha have a key? I mean, Kotonoha is part of the whole, uh, like school leadership thingy, right? Like, she's a class representative, I think. Because she kept going to those meetings in earlier yeah. episodes. So, so maybe those maybe. also have a key, who knows. But it's still at night. Did she break into the school? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my assumption is she's just been sitting there all day. Mm. Like, she's been sitting there since the yeah, end of that, school. Yeah, that ends up. That pretty much checks out with what we're yeah. getting from her this episode. So, <laughs> next is the intro. And da, 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 I'm pretty sure, like, da, the da, first da, da, goddamn da, da, da. shot in the intro is Kotonoha looking happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, immediately after that. That's that's comedy. That's the kind of comedy you don't, uh, you can't uh, create out of nothing. So, next scene is Kotonoha again. Yeah. This time she's sitting in a train, uh, typing away on her phone. Yeah. And, like, you, you see a close-up of just the bottom of her face uh, from, a pro from a profile view. Mm -hmm. And it looks like she's smiling, but mm -hmm. this it might just be the art style. Mm -hmm. But based on things later, I think she is smiling. Yeah. Uh, and you can see on her phone that uh, she's been trying to send, like, 20 messages yeah, in yeah, a row yeah. to Makoto. I don't know if you can see it here on the next shot, but you can see it in one of the shots. Yeah, in this. one of them. And none of the messages have um, gone through. Gone yeah. through. She's at full crazy mode now. Yeah. Uh, she's sending messages to no one. And right after this, we get a shot of Sekai sitting on her bed at home with her phone closed up right next to her on the bed. Phones. So, so I talked in earlier episodes about how phones were a theme in the show, how there was an importance to phones. And this episode is about contrast. It's about, like, uh, showing perversions of former themes and all of that. And I remember, like, a few episodes ago at the school festival, I was like, oh, why, when Setsuna is moving away, why can't they just call her? Like, what's the pro what's, what keeps Setsuna and Sekai from just calling each other? And I was being an idiot. I was being a complete fool. Because, of course, it makes sense. Phones were a metaphor for the relationships between the characters. And since Setsna has both physically and metaphorically removed herself from the situation and from everyone around her, here, her, as we've proven in earlier episodes, of course Setsna can't call them anymore. She's not there anymore. Her relationship is not there anymore. They can't call her. It's not a plot hole. It's actually really smart. 
And in this episode, we have the theme of phones coming back, except because this episode is about reversals and about like uh, flipping things on its head and about like perverting things in a weird way. This time it's not about relationships. This time it's about people deluding themselves about relationships. That's what the theme is about in phones in this episode. We have a back-to-back -back shot of Kotonoha on her phone deluding herself that she's still in a relationship with Makoto, texting him, while Sekai is sitting on her bed with her phone right next to her, not picking it up. She could contact everyone. She has contact to everyone in the show, but she can't look at her phone. She can't pick it up. She closes herself off, as we'll see later with Hikari trying to talk to her. She closes herself off to all relationships, both with her phone and physically in real life. It's a theme. It's about no longer about relationships, about opening up to who you truly are, as it was in earlier episodes. It's about the exact opposite. It's about deluding yourself about what's going on, not about what's true anymore. This is the magic of this episode. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> also, Sekai and, Tetsuna are, uh, Sekai and Kotonoha are put in contrast because Kotonoha is contacting, but something that doesn't exist while Seikai isn't contacting to sort of hide away from what's going on. It's back to back. And, you know, I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not just making things up. This is coming back. This is three times in this episode. Are they doing the exact same thing? A scene of Kotonoha deluding herself on her phone, followed by a scene of Seikai on her phone. It's, it comes back. I did not uh, pay attention. I did note that. I did note that down. That's something I could use in an actual fucking essay. <laughs> Do you see? Do you see? Can you see? Also, while we're on that topic, this is not more like analysis nightmare, okay? This is okay. Um, why Akutono's message is not going anywhere. Uh, I assume because she's still blocked on his phone? Yes, but she wasn't. She wasn't blocked anymore. We've talked about this in an earlier episode. Makoto unblocked her when she came by his house at night. And she did manage to call him after that. Yeah, and she sent him a bunch of messages yeah. during the school fair, which he yeah, got. Yeah, which he actually got. So he must have re-blocked her. Or Setsuna blocked her again. That might be possible, but like we've never seen that. So to me, the most logical assumption is that Makoto, after he like actually broke things off with her while Setsuna was present, actually blocked her again. I suppose. That's wild, right? Like Makoto's going around fucking everyone now. But he still decided that Kotonoha isn't good enough, I guess. Like, he actually ended that relationship. So next we get a flashback scene. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah right. Of what happened uh, right after the fair. Yeah, we mentioned this one before. Uh, there was an actual confrontation, we see, between Makoto and mm -hmm, Sakai. Mm -hmm. uh, where, like, Makoto uh, basically... like that, That's how the scene starts. Mm -hmm. Makoto tells her that they only went around the booths. Yeah. Which is a lie. Mm -hmm. uh, like he's talking about him and Kato. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously Which is lie. obviously bullshit. Like because he's, he's lying she and saw she the knows. footage. She knows. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if he's aware that she knows yeah. while they're having this conversation. Like, like she says so much herself. She says he's a liar. Yeah. Multiple times. And he is. Yeah. And then she goes like, am I not enough for you? Yeah. Like calling him out for like, why? Why are you doing this? Yeah. Uh, and I really wish we could hear his answer to that. Yeah, she says she has no one left, but Set now that Setsna is gone, then yeah. Sekai and him. Again, great job, Setsna, by the way. Amazing Setsna. Great. Character assassination. Also, um, does she have no more friends? I thought she had... She technically had this... She did have a friend this group. friend group. 
But like from what we heard from Setsuna, she they were never really an option when she was on her depression breaks, right? I mean, right now her friend group is Hikari, who's cheating on yeah. <laughs> Rikoto with her, and um, Nanami, mm-hmm. I suppose. And I think that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Then uh, Makoto and... Well, is that just it? Like, Nanami is in exile from everyone now. Hikari yeah. is fucking her boyfriend behind her back. Like, what does she have in terms of friends left? Yeah, I guess so. It's it's very depressing. Mm-hmm. Also, did you have any more notes about this scene? No. That's wild to me. You must be really tired. Because there's a lot of interesting stuff to see in this scene. Okay. Like, not analyze. Just stuff where I'm like, wait, okay. So, first of all, daytime. The scene is during daytime. The last time we saw Sekai wanting to confront Makoto, like, coming to his house, was in the evening hours. And after that, we saw Makoto at night trying to catch up with Setsuna at the airport. So, this must happen the next day, probably. Uh, Sekai didn't manage to actually find Makoto this evening and they're doing this probably the next day. I mean, yeah, we know Makoto wasn't there, right? He tried to track down Setsuna at the yeah, airport. Yeah, yeah, But now it's confirmed. We weren't completely sure. Like, it could have been that she actually confronted him and after that he tried to get to Setsuna to fix it. That's not what happened. It was during the day. Secondly, I couldn't quite figure out where this scene takes place. I thought it was on the roof. I thought that too, but then I skipped back and saw that there's like multiple corridors also with barbed wire going away from the scene, which there aren't on the roof. So I think the scene is taking place on a train station. So Sekai probably caught up with Makoto on a train station at some point, which would make sense if they met that evening, because she would have probably caught him at a train station if anywhere. Uh, because when he was coming back home or something like that, and she like waited for him there uh, after he couldn't get to Setsna. Um, but why is it a train station now? Like, I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be a train station. It doesn't look like the roof, at least. Which raises the question, okay, like, you're the one who actually, like, internalized how this train system works to a degree. And uh, no. <laughs> Do Sekai and Makoto go in the same direction on the train at any point? I think not, right? Um, Makoto and Kotonoha do. Kot- Sekai lives in Haramihama, right? Uh, I don't remember. I'm also not sure, but like, that they met at a train station is somewhat weird. What it looks like to me, what my assumption is, is that scene was supposed to take place in the evening after the the end of last episode, but they just forgot to do the time, right? <laughs> they just forgot that those scenes were in the evening or at night. And they had this background of the train station only in daylight or something like that. And we're like, ah, nobody's going to notice. Well, we noticed. Or it was the day after, like mm-hmm. the morning after, and Sekai went to one of the train stations where Makoto goes so That's that he couldn't possible. avoid her. That's also possible, yeah. Um, and that would also mean that she maybe didn't even come to school once after the last episode. Also, th- it's a school... These characters have lessons at school. Yeah. We haven't we haven't seen any of them in like half the show. We haven't seen lessons in a while, but we will see the classroom again this episode. Yeah, we will. And I have something to say about that. Yeah, uh, so do I. Okay, nice. Then let's continue on okay. to get to that great point. Um the next scene is at Sekai's house. Mm-hmm. Uh Hikari goes there now. Basically knocking on her door cuz mm. you know Sekai's locked herself away. Yeah. 
and uh, Hikari has been trying to get Makoto, while also having sex with him, trying mm. to get Makoto to talk to her and help her. Yeah. And I, I think this is uh, this is the point of the scene. She was <sighs> her trying to cheer Sakai up. That might be the point of the scene. I think it is. I have an alternative interpretation for it. Okay. Um, basically, what we have here is Hikari talking to Sekai basically through a locked door. Like, they have this chain thing that have, has the door somewhat locked. And uh, they kind of talk. And Sekai doesn't open the door, lets uh, Hikari in and tries to close it a couple of times. Um, and Hikari tries to make conversation with Sekai, which Sekai kind of slams down. She seems to be not in the mood for that. And what she says about her going back to school was really noteworthy to me. Because she tells me, uh, Sekai, if you just came to school once, maybe people wouldn't be as worried. So going to school once doesn't help Sekai at all. Like, if she goes to school once, it doesn't change anything about her current issues of not being in school enough and maybe failing as a result. I, I don't think that's what she meant. That's what she said, though. She said, if you just came to school once, maybe the others wouldn't be worried. I think they, I think they don't mean worried about her like car- school career, but just worried no, about her. No, her as a her. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like thing... you see that she's there and she's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what she said earlier to Makoto. That uh, Seika is currently in trouble because she's not coming to school enough. So, what this scene does is her course of action doesn't actually help Sekai. Just going to school once won't help Sekai. And she frames it about everyone else. Like, by you not coming to school, you're making everyone else worried. And she continues on by saying, if you don't come to school soon, maybe Makoto will cheat on you. Which just, what the fuck, yeah, Hikari? Cold as ice. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But this is all such, like, come to school already so we don't have to feel bad anymore. Like, this feels so self-serving. And... When she says the cheating thing, Sekai just closes the door on her, which, you know, valid. Fuck Hikari, honestly. <laughs> uh, the next scene is the one that I described earlier, actually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, with Kotonoha sitting in the train yeah. and writing 20 messages to no one. Uh, yeah, they're not coming through. <laughs> I read the wrong part of my notes because I have two scenes in here called train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it I thought actually... you labeled your scenes well. I and did. They're, they're both labeled train. <laughs> in my defense, they're called scene four train and scene six train. Yeah. I mean, how in that your defense? You could have looked that up. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this is where we're getting confirmation that Kotonoha isn't actually texting anyone. The messages are going out to no one. And you can more clearly see in this scene that she is smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in, like with her like dead eyes... It's really like a, a thing of she's completely out of it. Yeah, she's going into full-on, like, insane anime girl mode at this point. Mm. Actually, as you get this close-up of her smiling, you hear, like, um, yeah, 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 the sound yeah. of, like, a, a train barrier going by with a Doppler yeah. effect, like, ding, 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 ding. Like, yeah, I also wrote that in, down. Uh, like, in one side, out the other. Just complete complete madness. Yeah, uh, like, um, I, I noticed, it, like, this, that's, the, uh, like, the noise that, um, that a barrier makes when a train comes by so the cars don't drive through yeah, it. Yeah, the train barrier. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's an emergency sound. Maybe that's supposed to tell us something. Ah. That's a please don't go any further sound. <laughs> Maybe it's trying to tell us to stop watching the anime. It's episode 11. There it You're is. a bit late, guys. <laughs> we already made, like, like what, 18 hours of content? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, for the content. The content? The content. Okay. It's all about that content. It's always been about the content. Uh, let's go to the next scene. I don't have anything to say anymore. Okay, the next scene in particular to me was completely incomprehensible. Yeah. God, this scene. <laughs> it's about uh, Kato and the mm-hmm. squad. Yeah. This... I don't understand anything that happens. Well, silly little fool that you are. Oh, no. Because you don't understand the theme of reversals and perversions. Because this is a scene where Kato... Hey, can, basi- I, can I describe the scene first? Okay, do it, do it, do it. You describe the scene. Um, Kato starts off the scene with trying to reach Makoto on her phone. He's not responding. Yeah. And then like one of the squad is like, can we just go home? Uh, we have nothing to do with this. And uh, Kato says, um, what do you mean? You pushed me into this. Did they? Did they? Did they though? And they're like, yeah, okay, we did. Did they though? Yeah. And she says, you should really take responsibility. For what? (laughs) What? And, oh my God, there's so much. This is the first confusion. Yeah, this is just where it starts. I don't know if you wrote down the point that fucking blew my mind. Yeah, I, I will get there, I think. Okay. I think so. Unless it's something else. Maybe it's something Is else. Is it the obvious thing or something else? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So, um, what exactly is she accusing them of? Whopping her into? Like, what, like maybe I forgot maybe about this. in the this. first episode, maybe they were, like, encouraging her to try to or get with in, Makoto. In, not the first one, but an early like episode. Like an early episode. Uh, maybe. But, like, it's pretty unfair to blame them <laughs> yeah. for everything that happened. And also, like, they're, uh, why can't, don't we still have, why do we still have something to do with it? Why do we still have to involve ourselves with this? Where's that coming from? Like, since when are they bothered about this? Mm. Anyway, uh, Kato gets up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she says, I thought Katsura finally gave up on uh, on this. Yeah, and then she leaves. thought uh, the thing with him was safe now because Katsura gave up on him. Okay, that's what she meant. Because I thought, is it, did something happen with Kotonoha that is I missed? Is that the thing? Okay, this is the thing that I mean. Because, like, that implies that she actually didn't know about Sekai. Because why else would Kotonoha removing herself from the situation actually mean, okay, now nothing is between me and Makoto anymore. Okay, yeah. We hinted I, yeah. at that last episode that, That's like, <laughs> they, she was introduced to Sekai, basically. But did she actually not know about Sekai? <laughs> I, I mean... Uh, I guess so. They were introduced in the last episode, yeah, so what probably the not. Fuck? Like, <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I was just confused by her mentioning Kotono Arcus. Oh my god, that makes everything she did one thousand times dumber. It's insane. Uh, this is not the. It's not the big plot twist. I have in more things that I want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the girls say that she's always pissed now. Like, she changed after... And they find her annoying. And literally... What happens? The anime failed at showing us that this is a change for her. Like, the anime failed at showing us that she wasn't just yeah, always she like She was a this. shitty asshole. She she's was still a pissed shitty asshole. in the first scene she showed up. <laughs> well, yeah, I, guess, I mean, they know her better. I guess maybe she changed. Maybe she's normally cool when she's around them. I don't know. I guess maybe usually she's not an asshole to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't we all be assholes together? And then, uh, then Kumi... Uh, that's specifically the one of the squad who has a headband. I'm singling her out here in this. Mm. Uh, she basically... Oh, you have a name. That's good. Yeah. I didn't. She basically says that... Um, she basically confesses that she was involved with the filming. Yeah, she was part of the film squad. Yeah, because here's the thing. Uh, I, I thought in the last episode that it was the squad who did this for some reason. Yeah. And I guess it was. Yeah, it was one, one of, of them. them. And like, what? <laughs> 
Yeah, I've just wrote on Kumi confesses to committing a class E felony in two cases. <laughs> also, like, she's... Okay, one of these people is a close friend of yours. Yeah, you just fucking betrayed her like this. <laughs> not you only know, this. You're not acting like that's nothing. Not only this. Okay, I, don't, I didn't know if you saw this in the subtitles. Because when you saw, like... There was a... You saw, like, an image for a moment mm -hmm. uh, where you saw... Like a picture of the sex tape, just mm -hmm. their, their faces. And then there was a little bit of subtitle that was cut off. Mm -hmm. You could barely see it. And Maybe it, I didn't notice it. And it was like, um, were you there or something mm -hmm. for just a moment? And then she was, well, you know, I was helping with the filming, which implies that Kumi was actually Holding present. the camera. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is this is how I understood this. And she also says, like, right after exactly. that, it was just between us girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The other girls say, aren't you even faced? And she says, it was embarrassing, but you know, it was just between us girls. And it was Makoto. Yeah. And that line makes more sense in the context that she was fucking Fucking present. actually there to film it. <laughs> I could have gone back to like the law books. <laughs> and counted some more crimes. Yeah, that, that adds. That adds onto it for sure. And oh I guess God. the other girls seem not to care very much. They're more like, I guess, I guess at least you had some fun. <laughs> You committed like, how you, you committed many crimes. <laughs> ah, you know what? Kato is acting a little bit annoying recently. Oh, and there's this other friend in our group who filmed a sex tape of one of us and fucking published it and showed it to people. But you know, that one's fine. Kato's a little bit annoying right now though. <laughs> Kato was the powerful mm. person in our friend group. She was the bully. She was the one ruining Kotonoha's life, which is now turned up on its head. We now have her friend group, the people who she was in charge of, like beating down on her basically and doing to her what she has done to Kotonoha. The the girls keep talking after Kato leaves. Uh yeah. So uh, the girls want to fuck Makoto now. Yeah. That's basically how I wrote it down because I did not understand the leap of logic from where yeah. we just were to the girls want to have a threesome with Makoto. Actually, okay, it was just one of them. Natsumi, whose name I wrote down because yeah. she says Natsumi. they say her name. Wait, hang on, okay. Their names are Kumi, Natsumi, and Spiky Hair. Come, I, 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 <laughs> it has to be possible for me to remember that, right? Kumi, Natsumi, and Marabazumi. It, it has to be something with Umi. And Alakazam. I have, I have it in my notes. Further down, I will find out. No. Minami, I win. Okay, Minami. <laughs> Anyways, like, one of them says, hmm, Makoto's gotta be real good in bed if everybody's fucking him now. And, like, this is, this seems out of left field. This seems like really bad writing. But only if you don't look at the themes. Because... <laughs> look at the themes! <laughs> because this is what Kato did to Kotonoha. Kato uh, basically had sex with Kotonoha's boyfriend, ruined her life, uh, managed to get her excluded from everyone she was friendly with mm -hmm. this is what her friends are doing to kato now they're having sex with her like boy toy the guy she wants to be with and she can't do anything about it they are the ones in charge of her now it's a reversal okay. it's a reversal that's i, a I theme. swear in real life you're pointing to like a blackboard that has <laughs> school day character printouts and red thread connecting Pepe everything Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> uh, next we're in a what appears to be an unused lab mm, like a yeah. school lab God, this fucking Hikari. Yeah, Makoto and Hikari ha had sex again. That's this yeah. scene. And it's, like, it's so baffling. Like, 
Apparently, Apparently the, the scene is a lot like the last scene. Yeah, but uh, even worse. Imagine it's the thing with uh, where Lisa and her mom keep having the same conversation, but also they had sex before <laughs> the conversation every time, and he, it's just not brought up. Like Hikari says to Makoto, oh, "Why do we keep having? Uh, why do we have to have sex in a public place like this? You don't have to, Hikari. Nobody's forcing you to do this. Why are you here? How how did we get here? Why are you having sex with him at all? And in this place in particular?" Like, apparently she has no say in when and where Makoto and her have sex. That just happens. Uh, Hikari brings up Sekai again. Yeah, it's literally... It's, it's just the scene again. It's literally the same scene. I was, like, thinking here, the random girl that he's cheating on his girlfriend with cares more about his girlfriend than he does. <laughs> yeah. That is sad. Which also means, why the fuck is she having sex with him? Like, yeah. Like she says... If, if he has time to mess around with her, then he can go visit Sek uh, Sekai instead. That's yeah. something you could say before this happens. Yeah, how about you stop having sex with Makoto first of all? <laughs> first, first, priorities. <laughs> this is so baffling. We've talked a lot about how about motivations of characters not making all that much sense, but Hikari is raising it to a whole level in this episode. What well, there the is also her squad. There's also Kato's there's squad. There's also the squad, but they've been assholes all along. Okay. Like them just being more assholes isn't as baffling to me as Hikari is. Maybe it's like as soon as you see Makoto, you just black out. Mm. Then you have sex with him, and then you, you get your senses back. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's just what happened. Like, it, it is his main character sex powers. Like, his main character sex powers are mm. in full swing now. So, the next short scene is at a staircase. Mm -hmm. uh, Makoto's coming it down, and the squad is already waiting for him. Yeah, there. right, yeah. And that's it. Uh, the implication being that they're asking him out. Yeah, To have uh, a threesome with Makoto. I didn't even write that Because who wouldn't want to have a threesome with Makoto? <clears throat> I'm not editing any of the silence. I would not like to have a threesome with Makoto. Your loss. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we move outside. Mm -hmm. uh, we once again have Katona on her own. Mm -hmm. Here we go again. On okay, continue. Uh, this time it's Katonoha alone. I wrote down, Katonoha has returned to Monkey. <laughs> A.K.A. before episode 7. <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay. She's alone at a playground at night. This is something a lot. Katona just being completely alone. Yeah. Okay, okay, it only happens like twice, three times. <laughs> That's like the third time in this episode okay. already. But the first two times were the same scene, basically. Mm, yeah. Uh, she pretends to have a conversation with Makoto. Mm -hmm. She's basically on her phone speaking to him. Uh, she's like reacting as if he's answering her. She's talking about like yeah, yeah, yeah. making sandwiches. Yeah, having uh, lunch with him on the and Sekai on yeah. the roof again. And we like periodically hear the voicemail from the phone that she couldn't reach him. Yeah, yeah. And she's just she's just talking to no one. Yeah, this also confirms that like to me that she was actually blocked, uh, or like is trying to reach a discontinued number because that's what the message is. Yeah. So Makoto must have reblocked uh, blocked her or gotten a new phone, which I think. I, I don't think that happened. She's gone full crazy. And then, in contrast... Exactly, we go back to Sekai. Yeah, we go back to Sekai. There it is. Who replaced messages from her relationships throughout the show on her phone. Okay. While Kotono is deluding herself at still being in a relationship, she's, like, looking at the past of her relationships with okay. rose-tinted glasses here. Hang on, let me move another pin on your imaginary blackboard. Yes, yes. Let's just put it right, right between Makoto's eyes. Yes, perfect. 
There Perfect. we go. He's Pierce not he's, his brain. He's not getting through that Kill one. him. <laughs> Kill him. Kill the author. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so phone time. We're back to the phone team uh, theme. They both use phones mm. to live in like an idealized past. Yeah. Kotonoha in like before episode 7 when she and Makoto and Sekai were on the roof together and Sekai by looking through old texts from mm. Setsuna and Makoto. Yeah. She's looking at like I want to see you right now. I can't hold back any longer. I like yeah. you more. Which I think was episode 5 mm-hmm. from Makoto. And then I'll bring Ito to you so wait here by Setsuna. Mm-hmm. Th- this is very much like, you know, calling back to them being truthful to each other through messages and through calling each other. And now they're looking back at that, at how that was and that is not anymore. So now we move back to Makoto. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically just the the squad goes to Makoto to have a threesome. Yeah, let's just let's just ignore this scene. Like this this scene adds like from this scene adds nothing, right? Like the only thing it does is it happened, so Kato can remark on it later on. Uh, I don't even know if she does. I only wrote like one one thing here, which is that after uh, Minami is the one who shows up, uh, Katsumi and Kumi are Natsumi and Kumi are already there, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then uh, she says, "So you are serious." And then Makoto says, uh, "This was this was your guy's idea. Uh, you can't back out of that now that you're here." Which Makoto, that's um, not very woke of you, my friend. <laughs> like uh, people can retract their consent at any time. That's I've not learned. That's not very very woke, bro. Yeah, that's based. <laughs> you are cancelled. You are uh, you are um, anime pilled and garbage. <laughs> I'm afraid, man. <laughs> Um, and then we get immediately another Kotonoha's mad scene, mm-hmm. uh, not with not much of a break really. Yeah. Uh, this time we see the city. Important. We see her outside with Christmas decorations everywhere. Yeah. So this confirms that we're like we're probably in Christmas time now. We're like in December at the very least. Yeah. So, so... time must have been skipped again. I assume that between the la- last Kotonoha and Sekai scene, a lot of time has passed. And we're now at another Kotonoha and Sekai the- scene. That's my assumption. Possibly. When when was this the school festival? That must be like the school festival was a harvest festival. So I assume like around Halloween, Thanksgiving maybe. Uh, possibly. So either end of November or end of October, I would assume. I mean, I, I did go back to the end of the last episode. Uh, I just went back to see whether the trees were already, like, barren. Mm. And they were in okay. the pre- previous episode. So, so it was already late autumn, probably. Yeah, we can we can say, for easiness sake, that the Harvest Festival, like, the school festival was at the end of November. But they're all wearing, like, light clothing outside. I mean, there were multiple horror attractions. It would make sense if it was around Yeah, around Halloween, Halloween would make sense. Like, late October, yeah. probably. So maybe then. it's been, like... Uh, three weeks or a month, like yeah. uh, uh, it, it, late November. Is yeah, when a lot of time up. must have passed, and from how things progressed, like that's what I mean with incidental time skips throughout the episode. We mm-hmm. can't really figure out where the time skips are, but they're definitely happening. So it's once again, um, this time in the city. There's Kotonoha, and she's speaking to no one. Yeah, I, I think actually, like she has her phone. Mm-hmm. Next to her face, but I think you see in the second half of the episode that it's not turned on. Yeah, yeah. So she's speaking to no one, and this time she's speaking about the yacht. Yeah, and spending Christmas there. Yeah, to no one. These scenes are depressing. And then, Sekai. contrast. But this time, like real quick, there was only one scene in between. This yeah, time. yeah. We have Sekai 
on her phone again, replaying the festival. So we again have both of them mm. flashing back to their former relationships yeah. through their phones. She's looking at an image of her dancing with Makoto that Tetsuna made, which I, I guess... I guess Setsuna made a picture. We only mm. saw it at the end of like episode nine. She made the picture that was the shot at the end of that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess she sent it to. She was Sekai, the camera. Sure. And then Sekai says uh, Setsuna and Makoto's name very sadly. I uh, also want to say real quick, the flashback to the festival might be relevant because of what we talked about before, that the festival was supposed to be the decisive moment of commitment, like the point where Makoto is with Sekai now, and that's who he's with now. That's where it all ended. And then it didn't. He kept on being Makoto. Uh, and it didn't work out for Sekai the way it should. Because, like, who you choose at the festival was supposed to be this really important, really big thing. And it didn't make much of a choice. So it seems that even when extreme commitment is necessitated off of Makoto, and when he's in a situation where he has to do a lot of commitment, he still can't stick around. He still can't do it. Foreshadowing. <laughs> And more foreshadowing right now, because... Um, this is where Sekai starts feeling sick. Yeah. I mentioned this a bit before. And she goes to the bathroom. She, like, holds her stomach and says uh, she couldn't be. Yeah, she 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 seems to have puked. Yeah. That's the assumption. Yeah, implying there. that she suspects to be she might pre pregnant. Prego, yeah. yeah. To be pregnant. Pregante. I also wrote that down to in my notes pregnant. multiple times. Yes. <laughs> Of course. She's Prego. Yeah, she might be. Who knows? Uh, we'll we figure out after... Yeah, that's the next thing, the intermission. Yeah, that's a small intermission. We yeah. decided to go for another scene. One more scene, because yeah. the second half of this episode is not shorter than this half of the yeah, episode. Yeah, but also like looking at the runtime of the episode we've recorded so, so far, I don't think this is a short one either. Like There's a lot in this episode altogether, first half and second half, yeah. I feel. So we're back in the classroom. Yeah. Um, we see an outside shot of the school. Mm -hmm. uh, it's dark again. Uh, it's grim. There's sad music. Uh, and then we see like one shot of Sekai walking around outside mm -hmm. alone, which means that she's back in school. And people like look at her like she's you know the lone rider coming into the western yeah. town. As soon like, as she like, enters <gasps> the classroom, <gasps> everyone's looking at her, and people say her name, but she goes straight to Makoto, and tells him that. Um, she has to talk to him yeah. very urgently. He does Makoto noises. <laughs> I described this earlier as like uh, an anime clown being stabbed. Yeah, <laughs> that's, Makoto that's pretty much it. Yeah, or goofy laughing. <laughs> Basically the same sound. <laughs> she 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 confronts him right there in the classroom though. Uh, and she tells him that she did not have her period. Mm -hmm. uh, even further confirming that she may or may not be pregnant. Yeah. Uh, he figures out what's going on immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fucking tells her that she's lying. <laughs> yeah, they start they start arguing very loudly. Everyone in class is listening in on this. Like, they're super loud. Did you also note... I noticed something down here. Callback to an earlier episode, but turned on its head. We've had all these classroom scenes where they're in the back, like, talking to each other until one of them screams at the other, and then everyone in the class turns around towards them. Yeah. This is the exact same thing. This is happening again. Just this time, it's, like, about something fucking serious. Like, yeah. the this funny school-time hijinks has been warped into actual fucking drama. <laughs> into, like, actual serious shit. Yeah, there's no teacher around this time either. Yeah, to, like, calm them down. It just escalates further and further. Uh, she says that she she did not have sex with anyone else, yeah. 
Uh, and he says that that doesn't that doesn't mean that it's him. And like Makoto. Makoto. Has someone had to talk with you? <laughs> I didn't have sex with anyone else. Well then it might have been the the ghosts. Right? The what? What the fuck? What the fuck, Makoto? Mako- <laughs> Makoto. You are the father. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no. Yeah. Uh he he suggests that uh that she she could could do something about it. Mm. So she should she, she implying suggests, uh, that, that she, she should, should maybe terminate the pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she says that she very loudly says that's why she came here to talk to him yeah. about this. She wants to have an adult fucking conversation yeah, about he this. He says he he doesn't know what to do, and she demands that he takes her seriously. Yeah, like he, th- this is also I think a callback to how their relationship worked in the early episodes, where it was always just Makoto relying on Sekai telling him what to do. And he kind of expects her to, to, to do that now. Like, when he was trying to date Kotonoha, and Seikai was basically, like, guiding him throughout all of it, telling him every step. He generally just relies on other people yeah. telling him what he needs to do. Yeah, and this is a point where he actually has to make his own fucking choices for once. And he can't fucking handle it. Um, and then she, she goes sick again. Mm. Uh, I think, it's, you don't see it, but she basically throws up right then. there. Yeah, yeah, in, into um, the corner of the room, Makoto gets up. Yeah, um... And uh, the this half of our episode ends on a shot of his face. Yeah, uh, of his punchable, punchable face. You sent me that screenshot to be like, this is where the episode should end, where we should stop recording. Yeah. And I saw the screenshot not remembering what part of the episode was in, and I was like, this could be from literally any episode. <laughs> like, this is just him being... Fuck this guy. Fuck Makoto. Man, I hope he dies. Anyways... <laughs> Okay, so that's that then. Yeah. Uh, that was this episode. We'll continue on in the next one. You didn't have that much noted down, and I think it's partially probably because you're pretty tired. Because you got up pretty early. But I had a lot of fun with this one. Like, I genuinely... Like, yeah, we can all make it like, ah, oh, it's a joke. Julian is interpreting stuff into things where there might not be anything. But, like, I didn't do that for a couple of episodes. Because there was no meat on those bones. Like, that was just fucking ribs that are bones with skin across them. Like, that was all I had to eat. Here was here we got some actual fucking meat. We got repeating themes, probably because, like, three out of the scenes of this episode were just repeats of three other scenes in this episode. But still, we got, like, actual themes to look at. It feels, it kind of feels to me like the school festival was kind of filler. Not a lot that happened there actually mattered. And we're back to, like, the actual... In, uh, to adapting the actual manga now. Like, the plot is actually moving forward. There's actual shit to get into in this episode. You've already watched the second half, right? Yep. And you said there's a lot in it? Uh, yeah. Okay. I know my favorite scene in the anime so far is in the second half. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, The, the favorite to, like analyze and interpret or just for pure content of it uh no actually i guess for interpretation okay for, uh, rather like it's a scene that's actually interesting okay okay cool i mean uh, i'm i'm hyped for that then like my energy is back i feel alive again yeah. i feel alive <laughs> for the first time in half a year because i i hadn't seen the show in a long time yeah and that scene didn't go the way that i expected it to. Mm, okay we'll see yeah i'm excited i'm excited yeah we'll we'll hear from you again in two weeks when we add to that moving into the finale we're so close we're almost done with this 
We've almost killed the author. The knife is like only about three meters away from him now. We're getting closer. Yes, this is the metaphor I'm going with now for what we're actually doing. And said, what, what, like, what does that mean? We're very, very slowly moving towards like an author a, with a knife in our hand. Like, it's like a saw trap. With every, <laughs> yeah, exactly. with every release episode, the knife gets slightly closer to him. That would be fun, like as a metaphor. You know, yeah. this is like what what this feels like. With every episode, the knife gets closer to us, and we finally get to die when we end. Has the has the the author been trapped in a saw dungeon for two years? Well, we'll release the author from our saw dungeon in <laughs> three more episodes. Mm -hmm. We'll see you again for the next one in if two weeks. If you can make this episode interesting, you will be released. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. <laughs> How do we do this? We'll see you again then, hear from you again then, you'll hear from us, whatever it is. Until then, bye bye bye, -bye.